Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Booksmitten. I am one of your hosts, Jack Chang. I'm here with Heather Shoemaker, Patrick Flores-Scott, and Kelly J. Baptist. And uh, for this episode, we have another guest um, that we're speaking to. Who who are we talking to for this episode, Patrick? Uh, well, Kelly and I have the pleasure of uh, interviewing Darnell Johnson, who was Kelly's illustrator for her first picture book, The Electric Slide and Kai. Um, so we get that inside uh, relationship between Kelly and Darnell, and we get to learn about how they work together and what Darnell does. On his website, he says, I hope to tell stories that move you to wonder. Mm. And um, in interviewing him, I think I... Think, uh, I had a lot to wonder about and a lot to think about in my own writing and in my own career, especially about where to keep uh, my focus as a as a writer and as an artist, um, because that's something he does amazingly. So he's an illustrator, a story artist, an assistant director. Uh, he currently works in animation at Lion Forge Animation. So he's got a lot going on. Once again, he's the illustrator of the Electric Sliding Kai, and uh, he's the illustrator of the Bex Falcon series written by Derek Barnes. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. It was great. For me, uh, how it started for me was um, around elementary school, um, everybody drew, you know, um, mm -hmm. my mom was told by my elementary school teacher that, you know, I had some potential. So maybe I drew a square a certain way that caught the eye of my <laughs> elementary school teacher or something. And um, my mom took that and she just ran with it. She put me in magnet art schools mm. um, all the way up from elementary leading into college. Um, so I've been having my art like nurtured and, um, you know, growing, being um, mentored by different teachers. So all the way up from elementary. Um, for me, where it clicked, where I wanted to do it for a living um, and found out that I can do it for a living. Um, I know Saturday morning cartoons, um, I was like, okay, people do this. So, how do I, you know, how do I get into, you know, drawing for these cartoons and things mm -hmm. like that? Um, that's where, where it started. My passion kind of started there. Um, and I had a lot of encouragement from art teachers in elementary where they were like, hey, draw your own characters. Because I used to draw other people's characters. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, I want to credit. Um, her name was Miss Concepcion, um, an elementary school teacher at my magnet art school. Um, it was Perrine Elementary. That was the name of the school in Miami. Um, don't know if she still teaches there, but she was one of the people that told me, Hey, you should start drawing your own characters. Mm. And then from there, I started thinking about stories and things like that. Um, and I think it was in high school, no middle school is when I found out that you can get paid to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, after that, um, I learned that I was like, all right, well say no more. Um, that's, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I want to draw um and use my art in some kind of way um to make a living um and do what i like to do and also you know get paid so that i can you know get things that i need to get right. for life so um yeah um i did you know my mom read children's books to me and things like that but i would say animation influenced me the most um to really do my art and i think that kind of informs a lot of what i do in you know, illustration for children's books. Um, so it's, you know, I dabble between the two worlds, illustration and um, animation art. Um, so that's currently where I'm at right now. So blessed to be able to do that. Thank God oh, for that. Absolutely. absolutely. That's good. I love that. I just, I heard a comedian um, recently talking about his journey to, do, to being a comedian that made their living as a comedian. He said, there's no plan B. Like I had no plan B. This is going to be it. And it sounds like you kind of made that decision earlier on. Yeah. It's just totally this. That yeah. is so yeah. deep <laughs> and inspiring, yeah. like for our listeners and for us, because I'm sure as, as artists, as creators, everyone wants to be able to, to do that for a living. Um, and to, to say, Hey, there is no plan B. This is what I'm going to do. It could be scary. So uh, I'm sure it took courage sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to continue that path. Yeah. 
Yeah, it took courage, and then also I think a level of just level of just faith, man. Because um, mm-hmm. I think you know if you know if, we ju- if you just you know know that you know you have a passion for something. For me, it was like I had a passion for something, and I was willing to you know it was, it was given to me for a reason to give. Um, of course, I got I have to nurture it for it to you know grow and for me to get better at it. But um, knowing that I connected with just, you know, this this art form um, and I didn't want to just like kind of just treat it as a hobby, you know, and I wanted to, um, I want to use it, you know, how I feel God is leading me to use it, you know, um, to, you know, uplift people and mm-hmm. encourage people. Um, and, you know, it's not just entertainment, it's, you know, just understanding that what I do is a form of storytelling mm-hmm. and stories is a huge part of our society, a huge part of who we are as human beings, because we tell each other stories all the time, every day, even was just talking with each other and sharing how our day went. Um, that's a story. Um, so to be able to do it visually is just a whole nother, whole nother level, um, but it's still you know, that storytelling gift that, um, and just tool or just part of who we are that we, we tend to use. And I'm just, um, I just wanted to, you know, be able to, you know, use it and not just like tuck it away somewhere and mm-hmm. because I was afraid to, you know, step out in faith and pursue it. Um, and I think for me, at the end of the day, I didn't want to, be 50 or 60 just kind of like dang you know mm-hmm. what if I would have like you know went down that path and tried to pursue it um and then be stuck behind the desk for most mm-hmm. of, you know most of my life doing something I don't want to do or just at a job that I don't want to do um just because I was just trying to be safe with making money and things like that now I'm not saying you know <laughs> push aside <laughs> your responsibilities um because I definitely don't do that um, with a family and everything, got a little little boy, um, a wife, and everything. So, definitely been um, blessed and thankful to be able to bring in, you know, income with, you know, something I have a passion to do. But um, and that, you know, that's the the I think that's the main thing. I think we all try to get to a place where we feel secure. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I guess you know, I feel like with that, you know, nothing's really secure. Secure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think twenty twenty kind of like, like shed a light on that for a lot of sure. people. Um, so it's like, hey, like do what you enjoy doing, and I also like to add in there for me to do what God is leading me to do that I love to do and that He loves for me um, to do as well, and try to like find a happy medium. Yeah in there somewhere because there's some stuff that I'm led to do and I'm just like eh, I don't know if I want to do that yeah. <laughs> but you know it's it's um something that not only for me but also understanding that a lot of what I do should come from the mindset of bettering people and um, helping others um, so that's where I'm trying to you know have the mindset of now is not you know what I do is going to affect someone um, so why not go into it with the idea of trying to, you know, educate or just help help people, um, because whatever I do, even if I don't think I'm doing it for them, it's going to affect them in a way. So that's a long-winded answer. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. It's awesome. It's wonderful, and I I hope our listeners are probably as much as Patrick and myself are gaining so much just from what you said. An introduction, you know. Um, hats off to your mom. Uh, for seeing that in you and supporting it. And for the parents out there who are listening and for us as parents, we're all parents here. Um, and those, being intentional. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And those uh, misconceptions in all of yes. our lives <laughs> who took a second to say, hey, I think you got something there. Let's push it a little yeah. further. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Look what yeah. can happen from that. So we, we've got to support and keep an yeah. eye and, and kind of look and see where they're leaning and where yeah. their talents are, what they do without being yeah. told, um, yeah, what be captivates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's an important part of your story and an inspiring part for us as well. Um, 
So for our listeners, um, you might know, you might not, but Darnell and I were able to work together on a little picture book called The Electric Slide and Kai. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, typically an author and an illustrator never meet and never communicate. That's just usually how it goes in the world. Um, so you've heard my side of the story of, of writing the picture book. And Darnell, I would like for you to kind of share from your end, you get a manuscript um, on your desk. And it doesn't have to be, you know, the one we did, but you get a manuscript on your desk. What does the process look like from that point, from the illustrator's point of view? Yeah, um, so I'll get contacted um in this case, by my agent, um, shout out Astound. Yeah. Um, Astound is the, the agency that I'm under. Um, they will send me a manuscript to to read over, just to kind of give to me to kind of fill out to see if it's a you know a story that I want to um, be a part of and something that I have a connection to. Um, and that's a big thing for me. Like I, I want to have a connection to it um, to illustrate it, and because uh, I'll be doing I'll be working on it for for a while. Um, and then I'll read, I'll read the manuscript. First time I read the manuscript is just to get the story, um, just to learn about what the story is about and what they're trying to say in their story. Um, and then from there, I'll read it again, but this time I'll start to read it and start to think of images, um, compositions, um, characters, how these characters will look just all in my head. Um, I may do little thumbnails, little sketches, um, little scribbles in a way um, while I'm reading through it or after I read it the second time. And then the third time, um, I'll start to read through it again, but then now I'm trying to really flesh out, you know, just who these characters are um, and how I want to to illustrate the pages. Like, um, what needs to be in the illustrations per page. Cause a lot of times um, the, the pages are laid out. So it'll be like, this will be for this spread. This, this sentence will be for this next spread. So a lot of times um, from what I've learned is try to, for me, I try to illustrate what's not being said in the wording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they're going to read it. So if I'm illustrating exactly what the wording is saying, it's just kind of like, you know, I'm giving them the same thing yeah. twice. So it's just like trying to read what that page is saying in the manuscript and then trying to take it a little bit further. Um, whether it's like scenery that wasn't actually talked about in that passage that's on the page, um, how, how the characters are posed, I started to think about. And then the lighting and, you know, mm-hmm. colors and things like that, I, I, I think about as well. And, then, you know, just the details that kind of set the um, story into like a, I guess, a reality in a way or just gives it a little bit more meat for um, the readers. And because I'm in children's book, you know, kids like to see a lot of colors and things like that. And, uh, and I would just throw in there. Um, Electric Slider Kai is like probably my son's like one of his favorite books to read and like he knows (laughs) the characters like by name and um, and he'll just like point them out and say their names and things like that while I'm trying to read so it's just like he's pointing out and saying their name so like he's two and a half so like I think you know the words are very powerful to begin with and I think um, with the illustration trying to I, I try my best to add even more meat to the words to um, bring a visual um, to the words that kids are reading so that's kind of how I approach reading a manuscript um, and that will lead into you know character designs and things like that um, I will send those character designs and to um, my art director for the book they'll look at it they'll go through it Send me edits, notes. Notes is a, you know, you'll get a lot of notes, a lot mm-hmm. of edits here and there. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not saying that you're a bad writer or artist. It's just that, you know, we're trying to hone in on a, a the best way possible that we can communicate, you know, the story visually. 
Um, so I'll get those notes after I get the characters up to par to how I like them and how, you know, the art director likes them. Then I'll move into doing like quick sketches, rough sketches of all the pages. Um, and I just work that way, just like rough sketches, because I'm not trying to think of, you know, pretty drawings right now. I'm just trying to think of composition and like looseness, because I like gestures because you get a lot of life within those those rough quick drawings that I like to try to keep in my final illustrations. Um, just trying to um, keep that 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 um, life quality to like a facial expression or um, just how a character may be posed. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I, I try to carry into my my colors uh, from the the sketch work. Because um, a lot of times when I tighten up my work, um, or stay tight at the beginning, it doesn't feel like it has any life to it. And um, I'm at a point in my art that I want, you know, people to, like, feel themselves in the character. Yeah. Um, and just like, oh, yeah, I make those facial expressions. I make that same expression. Or, oh, look how her hand is. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I do that with my toes when I cross my toes and mm -hmm. stuff. You know, so just trying to find those little personality traits or idiosyncrasies that I can kind of put into a character that um, brings them to life. Um, and that's what I try to do within the sketch phase. Then from there, you know, the cleanup starts to happen, the color, and then that's when you you um, see all of that, you know, once you purchase the book and you flip it through it and read it. But yeah. Cool, cool. So on your end, do they give you a time frame? Yeah, um, we do okay. um, get deadlines, um, and I try my best to make those deadlines. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we we just work, you know, because I, I think for me it's working with, you know, a, a group of people and a team of people is different because, like, when I work on my own and I have a deadline, I, you know, I'm only thinking about myself and making that deadline. Um with working with like art directors and things like that, you go back and forth between edits. So you don't know, you know, that deadline is still there. So a lot of times what I've experienced is like, I'll be waiting some time for edits, mm -hmm. for notes to come in. I'm like, yeah. oh man, I could be drawing right now to, to, cause like deadline is coming up and approaching right now. So that's something I'm still, you know, working, working with on my end um, as far as like, that whole process because for me I just I like to keep keep going I can like knock it out and you know be done with it um and then also as I you know as I continue to like if I get my notes quick enough and going like my mind is still in the story um and I'm still like zoned in to what I want to do and how I want it to look and things like that um so it is a challenge sometimes when the process gets slowed down when I'm waiting on like notes yeah. and things like that but it's part of, um, I guess, the illustration yeah. children book world. So that's I'm, something I have to kind of get used to. Yeah. You talk about taking notes from the editor and, and uh, criticism and feedback and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And for um, yes. for writers and illustrators, that's a, that's a similar process that has to do with your frame of mind, um, mm -hmm. how you're willing to accept that. And um, do, do you remember a time, like for me, I think there's a time where I thought, I'm not going to be afraid of that anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to accept everything. I'm going to try everything. I'm just going to see how it goes. And I think there's a lot of fear in uh, beginners. And that's what, who we're talking to a lot is um, a lot of fear of putting your stuff out there, putting yourself out there, opening yourself up to criticism and, and feedback. And uh, you've clearly gotten over that hump. Like you're, you're a pro. That's just an everyday part of your uh, professional life. Um, but can you talk to us about your frame of mind with that or, or how you were able to overcome that, that, uh, hesitance that a lot of us have, if you did have that? Yeah. Um, for me, it started young. Um, like I said, I was in art school all the way up to elementary, ele elementary all the way up to like college. So I dealt with having my art looked at and criticized mm -hmm. from a young age all the way wow. up. Um, and even when I was young, I got a lot of, like, 
praise, you know, how with kids, you know, they're like, oh, your drawing is beautiful and all that stuff. But I always had like a, a internal like gauge mm. for me. It's like, okay, yeah, that's, I, I know you like it, but like there's a little <laughs> bit more I know I can do with this. So like, I, yeah. I think I take my internal criticism higher than like a lot of, you know, other criticism. So I think that may help in a way. That's amazing. Um, where that people may say something that I need to work on, and like I may already be saying that in my head. I was like, "Yeah, that hand is like off." I know they're gonna say something about that hand, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think a lot of it came, you know, just from college. You know, you gotta do an assignment, then you have to put it up in front of the entire class, and as they have, they literally go through and critique it. So it's just like, I think it's also a huge. Uh, thing that goes to just who we are just in general as human beings like there's always going to be somebody that's going to not like something about you or yeah. how you are and I think if we over think and just like take everything to heart that somebody may say towards us that's you know negative or good um, we could be in a lot of be in a world of hurt all the time um, so I, I guess I look at it in the art um, perspective of just like all right I know what I want to accomplish with my work so whatever advice I get is it going to align with what I'm trying to accomplish mm -hmm. um, so if it's something like even that's even with the good the good stuff because a lot of times for me when I get um, even if it's a positive um, critique I may be like yeah that's cool but it doesn't serve what I'm actually trying right. to wow that's communicate on what I'm trying to say with this this piece. Um, so I'm going to have to, you know, say that, store that for, like, something else if mm. that may work later. But um, that's kind of how I've been lately filtering, you know, criticism or just advice on my work and things like that, um, just in that way. Like, I have a clear message or a clear vision for what I'm trying to do, and bad or good, if it helps the, the message or the vision of the story, then I'll, I'll use it. But if it doesn't, then I'll just, you know, I'll store it away. Or if it's just like, yeah, that didn't make any sense. But I'll let those go and just throw them yeah. completely yeah. away. But I'll just listen. And I've learned not to, like, go back at the person in real time. I'll just just listen, take it, store it in. Mm -hmm. like, all right. And then kind of, you know, do with it whatever I plan to do with it in my, my head. Um, they don't have to necessarily know that because I don't think I need to like waste my breath going back and forth mm -hmm. yeah. um, with people. And then a lot of times you miss out on actually learning something if you're trying to stand so strong on your own, you know, vision and things like that. Because, you know, a lot of people sometimes may have good good advice that can help strengthen what you're trying to do and what, what you're trying to say. So just also being open in that way as well and when it comes to professional work they're paying you to do something how they want you how they yeah. want it done so at the end of the day you got to do what mm -hmm. you know they're asking you to do that's why um i try to do a lot of personal work where i can do what i want to do and i don't care what anybody else <laughs> says about my work um, i haven't been able to do that lately but um to kind of like give that happy medium because um, it can get kind of stressful and frustrating when you'll get a note from a, um, a art director or whatnot and this is their project that you're just illustrating and I'll be like yeah that doesn't work that way like it doesn't like that's not going to work and I'll just be like alright well yeah I'll, I'll draw it like that <laughs> um, and I'll just draw it and just kind of you know going about my, my day you know um and not, you know, feel any type of way about it. Um, I've gotten better with that, I would say. Because, um, you know, as an artist, I'm like, hey, this looks better this way. And, like, you know, at times I'll be like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. And then, you know, but they're also dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff that that's going to deal with my art outside of just the book. So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so I just try to take that into consideration as well. And once again, this is work for them, not me <laughs> right yeah. but i try to bring myself into it to make it personal where i can um as well because i think that's what makes the work sing and what helps um you know children or viewers or readers or whatnot connect connect with it 
Yeah, that's an excellent point. Our editors are dealing with bigger picture um, elements than what we're seeing at our level. So, and that's good advice. Take it, take it all in, keep what you need, um, store what you might need later, and then discard what you don't need. And that can be an internal thing, not a back and forth. So that's, that is really good advice. Um, Yeah. And that framework of, does it serve the vision? Does it serve the vision? It's, it's cool because like you say, it's, it takes away the positive and the negative of it. Like it's not positive feedback or negative feedback. It's mm-hmm. does it serve the vision and, and it's makes that less, uh, it doesn't poke at our fragilities yeah. <laughs> about yeah. our ego or whatever. Yes. It's like, yeah. just does yeah. it serve the vision? Yeah. Love that. Patrick, you had a question while we were preparing for this. I want to make sure you have a chance to ask, um, Yeah, I had a few, few, but the one that's striking me right now, um, and I think I think there's like a connection to what you say your your own personal work here too on this question. But um, but when you get uh, a piece of writing from um, from an agent or editor, um, I guess it would be your agent. When you get a piece of writing, um, what excites you about it? Like, what makes you want to work on this project? Or if you could imagine an ideal project in the future or the electric sliding Kai, like what, what gets you going and says, yeah, I, you know, I want to work on this. I want to, I want to make art with this. Yeah. Um, if I see, I guess, see myself in it where I can connect with it. Um, cause if I can connect with it, then I can make powerful images, um, because they're coming from a, a deep place, um, in me to pull forth to, to make um, or coming, pulling from my family. If I could see like family members in this or it's like a similar story to what I've experienced. And then also just thinking future, like, oh, I could see, I see my son reading this or I see my daughter, my daughter reading this and being inspired or being empowered by this. Or, you know, in the case of Electric Slide and Kai, it's like, all right, cool, this is a fun story that just sheds life on humanity, love, family, Mm -hmm. Um, especially from the African-American community, you know, wanting to have more books like that for black kids, Mm -hmm. you know, them seeing, you know, the love and the the joy of of life uh, within their books, um, as opposed to, you know, the historical books all the time, which are good. um, But I think there needs to be a balance. um, Mm -hmm. There needs to be, more of like books like Electric Cottage Fly that point at the fact or highlight the fact that we're human um, and we do enjoy simple things mm-hmm. in life, like doing an electric slide yeah. and just wanting to get a nickname from granddad. <laughs> right. you know? So um, all of that, like, and then the fact his brother's name is DJ, I'm a DJ. So, so this show is like it was meant to be. This, <laughs> it was meant to be, and uh, yeah. Darnell and I got to meet in person, which, like I said earlier, normally that does not happen. Um, so it's been a blessing for sure. Just to this all happened before we met, obviously, but just the pairing um, was a blessing, and and yeah. the proof is in the book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. There's so much joy and like uh, so much family, so much um, like movement within all that too like the page it feels like the book is like jumping off the page but all of that all that sense of action is like feeding the story and and feeding the connection to family and um it's just it's beautiful i'm glad you guys uh came together yeah that's that's what i'm trying to get with my work um like i was saying earlier just trying to be loose with my drawing more because like i fell in love with gesture drawing uh, Mm. which is just a loose way of drawing and you're just trying to capture the motion and the action of the body or whatever you're drawing. So um, I think a lot of that has been rekindled by my son Mm -hmm. because I just watch him scribble. He has no form to his drawing, (laughs) nothing to it. I'm just like, this looks horrible from like (laughs) sight, but like there's a connection I have to it because my son has drawn it first off. And then as I see him draw, it's just the freeness of, art making because i know i know for me over time as i've drawn and whatnot um sad thing about it comparison Mm -hmm. happens 
anyways, that's why you have people who are, you know, quote unquote artists now, as opposed to not being an artist. Because I think, because um, like I said earlier, all kids, we all drew at some point. Mm. The ones that fell off is because we started comparing mm. our work to the other artists that were around us. And then the ones that, you know, within their school that seemed to be better than everybody were the ones that went on to become like artists or art had, you know, become something that they wanted to pursue and everybody else just kind of fall off. Mm-hmm. So um, just learning that um, and understanding that, I think, you know, seeing my son be so free with his work, I try, I'm currently trying to get that back into my work yeah, and not worry so much about polish and clean lines and all that stuff. Like I've started to find the the joy and the love to seeing the rough edges and the, the um, still keep it, you know, together a bit, but like, I like the, the rough feel and the loose, loose feel of things because the imperfections is pretty much a reflection of just life in general, you know, mm-hmm. and it, what the imperfection makes things look real and feel real and believable. And that's what I'm, you know, trying to chase and put into my art now. And um, I think um, sticking with the gesture and the fact that you, you say you, you see the movement yeah. in the drawing like this, um, I'm glad you, glad you do. And, um, it just encourages me to keep, you know, moving forward with just exploring that that side of um, my art. Yeah, there's there's just like you say in the gesture, there's movement, and then at times there's a there's one uh, page where it was like the placement of the pictures. Mm. Oh, okay. Just also mm-hmm. like so there's oh, okay. all there's like yeah, multiple yeah. different ways that uh, that the movement came in there. And then uh, just where people are looking in each scene, like draws your eye in a certain way. Yeah. It's like it's all there, like on every, I feel just every page, it's like, wow, this thing's alive and it's moving um, for for still for still pictures. It's kind of yeah. an amazing thing awesome. to see. So where would you say no to a project? Like if, uh, if an agent like said, hey, there's this great piece of writing, like here, check it out. Like, um, is there a line there for you? Yeah, um, I guess for me, just things that I believe in, um, if it doesn't, you know, I guess resonate with who I am as a person, um, just what I believe in. Um, that'll be one thing that I'll, I'll just kind of, hey, this is not for me, um, maybe mm-hmm. somebody else. And um, and just having that understanding and not just trying to, because I don't, I don't necessarily do art and make art for money. Um, and I think that that serves me pretty well because I don't, I'm not just like chasing yeah um money and chasing awards and saying yes to everything yeah 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 you know because like i've had projects come to me um just in the past um not through a style and i would say but like just other places where people was like hey man like this this story is gonna be like big you know like people are gonna you know you're gonna have a lot of you know notoriety with this and stuff and i was like eh you know, let me just read it and I'll let you know if I want to do it. I don't really care so much about the attention it'll bring. Um, I, I tend to like to stay in the background for the most part. Um, so I would say just if it, if I can, if if it doesn't go along with what I believe and who I am as a person, then I, I'll probably stray away from it. Um, if I feel that I can't um, connect with it, in a way, like if it's, it doesn't have to be like dead on experience that I've had, but if I can't bring any part of who I am Mm -hmm. into it to try to inform a story that never really, or experience that never happened to me, then maybe I don't need to touch it because then whoever can connect with it, I would rather them illustrate it and do it and not just, Oh, I like the way he draws because Yes, you may like the way I draw or what I do within my art, but it may not shine bright because I don't connect. Yeah. You know, with this story or what you're trying to say in the story. So you may get, you know, the off Darnell at that time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Because you just like how it looks. But a lot of times, you know, how it looks comes from 
the life that's being pumped into me when I read, you know, and then me pumping, you know, my life and my experiences within to the story and the art that I make for it. So I would say, say those things because like, I feel like I don't, I would like for people to look at my body of work and see who I am as a person mm-hmm. or to see the overall see the overall message in a way of what I'm trying to communicate, even though everything that I've worked in is probably different in some way, but they'll be like, Oh, okay. He's a family man. Like mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's present with his, his wife and his marriage or, you know, another example would, would be, you know, he enjoys um, fantasy world. He enjoys bringing those aspects into his life and things like that, you know, just, you know, being present, with his kids, you know, all that type of stuff can be communicated within the projects you take and you see it all the time with actors like, yeah. Oh, wow. He did that movie. Oh, okay. Well, um, I don't know how much that, (laughs) how much that says about him, but like, I kind of see him in a different light now Mm, um, type of thing. Um, I've heard a lot with, you know, just family members having favorite actors, and then they do a certain <laughs> movie and they're just like, yeah, I just can't, I can't rock with them no more. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I'm like, I'm like, you know, that's not them. They yeah. just play the character, but it's like hard for people to <laughs> separate. separate. Yeah. So like, I kind of look at it in that way with mm. the art and the projects that I take the best that I can. If I have a say of saying, no, I don't want to do it. Then I'll, I'll let you know for sure. And um, not work on it. Um, just so that I can, you know, be able to put a, you know, an image of myself out there that I want to put out there and authentically and, on, you know, just in an honest way communicates who I, who I am as a person. Yeah. We talked about taking feedback and does it fit within the vision or does it not fit within the vision? And now we're talking about you as a human being and as a person and as an artist. Does it fit within the vision of myself? Or does it not fit mm. within the vision of who I am? And I, I think that's yeah. that's so huge. Like, there's a lot of questions. Like, for <laughs> for writers at like conferences and stuff, there's an agent or an editor up there. What does the market want? Like, what are what are people buying yeah. right now? Yeah. What do people care about right? Like, and yeah. I'm like, could you even write that if you got yeah. the answer? <laughs> right. Or do right. You, do you care? <laughs> like, how? What does this have to do with you? Like, yeah, if you're yeah. gonna write something very very special. It's not going to be because an agent said, mm. well, right now, like, vampires are hot. Like, <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Everyone goes home. Like, oh, yeah. 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 No you connection. Might, you might try to write it, but is it going to be, is it going to be special? Is somebody going to yeah. look back, like, yeah. as a part of the body of your work or whatever and mm. say, yeah. that, that vampire thing really. <laughs> yeah. Really I, I would also it. say another thing that helps for me as well is, um, because this these things take time. They're time consuming. Um and yeah. I know I think it's a a balance for me or a rhythm for me that I've been trying to find since the beginning of my career is especially with um a son now. Um it's just how much time, you know, if it, if I if I don't connect with this project, I don't yeah. want to put that time into it that I would rather be you know, be with my son or my wife. Um, and I think right now I'm dealing with just, you know, trying to figure out where to just like let go, um, or is that season over with now, you know, as far as the type of, you know, what art I'm making. Um, and it also just goes with just my life, you know, um, cause art is a part of who I am. It's not who I am. Um, it's a part of me. So, um, just trying to figure out priorities. Another thing too is what I factor into, you know, what projects I say no and, you know, yes to because yeah. time is something you can't get back. Yeah. And um, I would rather be working on something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. That's going to, you know, kind of, I guess in my head, uh, validate the reason that I'm spending that, that time away from, you know, family or, or whatnot. Um, so, yeah. That's a that's a good point 
for the writer in too. You know, that's yeah. why you can't write to trends. You have to write what's yeah. in your heart, what you're passionate about, because you're going to be spending a couple of years in a lot of cases <laughs> and a lot of back and forth edits to where I hate this story, these lines, like I don't want to see this again. So that passion has to be the foundation. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable through going yeah. through that that process. So for our yeah. listeners, make sure that you're writing from the heart and being true to who you are, what you believe in um, and what you're passionate about, because you're going to be spending a lot of time on the project. So nice. that's that's excellent, excellent advice. Um, Darnell, I want to be mindful of your time and get you back to the family. Are there any projects, upcoming projects that you can share that you're working on or things that have come out that are our listeners and that we can go and check out for you? Yeah. Um, some I can't mention. Sure. Um, oh, now that's even the most, that's the most exciting thing yeah. possible. Can't mention it. Oh. Yeah, some I can't mention. Um, I would say, uh, oh, oh, actually, hold on. So uh, Squad Up came out, which is the second installment from um, Power Up okay. that I did with um, H. Uh, well, this is a this is a new because they just got brought out, so they're with Hopper Collins now. Mm-hmm. So oh, cool. this is um, the second installment of that. It's a graphic novel that came out that I did with um, Sam Neeson. Okay, awesome. Um, Squad Up. I'm actually currently working on a. Um, children's book right now that I can't, you know, disclose the details on Very cool. right now. Um, so excited about that. It's uh, with something that, you know, I do, I've done and have a passion for as well outside of, you know, art. Um, cool. Uh, I, in the animation space, I can't say currently now I am, you know, uh, an assistant director now at Lion Forge Animation nice. um, Studio. So I'm working in that animation space, which um, was like the the goal, the focus um, when I was in elementary, um, mm-hmm. you know, starting from Saturday morning cartoons. So very grateful and blessed to be in the animation space, um, doing some work there. Um, I did, as you know, Kelly had the opportunity, which was like a pretty big highlight for me. In animation, got a chance to storyboard on um, Spider Verse Two. Oh That'll wow! Be coming out Woo-hoo. next year, um, June second, um, I believe. Um, part one. Um, I got to work on part one. Um, so excited about that. Um, looking forward to um, seeing that when it comes out next year. Um, That's amazing. What yeah. else? My kids are looking thing, forward man. to that. Now I'm gonna tell. That's them. so I know crazy. Somebody yeah. that worked on yes. that. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Uh, that's that's about it from what I can. And then also just personal work that I'm trying to get mm-hmm. back into. Um, I have some ideas that I want to write right out. So um, that takes time. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to find that time. So once yeah. I'm done with with this book, um, probably going to just chill a little bit and just work on personal work um, mm-hmm. to kind of like, refuel my creative juices, refuel, you know, why I got into this. Um, and what does that personal work look like? Graphic novels or children's books? Uh, or well, it could, look a, it could look like a graphic novel um, just to kind of get it out there. Um, but I feel like with the position I have at Lion Forge, um, it may just go, it has a, the possibility of going straight into like an animated you know, oh, cool. series or feature if, you know, they like it. Because um, even though I'm there working, I still got to pitch the project, right. yeah. you yeah. know, things like that. So, but yeah, so just working on personal work is what I'm really, really excited about doing because of all the professional work that I've done and just so many ideas that come up that my phone is like full of mm-hmm. that I need to like sit down and kind of just do myself. Um, and And who knows, they may turn into the next graphic novel or the next children's book or the next animated feature that everybody's, you know, excited in and, you know, ready to go see so or read. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just trying to invest in myself um, in the near future. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we really look forward to seeing what comes of that for sure. 
Yes. And we're super happy and excited and proud of you. Um, appreciate it. Proud Darnell, of you, Kelly. I appreciate <laughs> that, man. And I'm, I'm glad that we were, we were paired up in this way. Um, I think the, the friendship and relationship will continue to blossom and um, hopefully we'll connect again on a project. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, yeah I sure great. hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to make sure also, Darnell, that you let our listeners know where they can find you or social media, website, um, any information you want to share here. Yes. Um, my Instagram, which is underscore Darnell Johnson underscore. Um, my website is Darnell J dot com. So www dot Darnell J dot com. I'm actually just trying to make sure because I, <laughs> I yeah. know that's right. It's like, right, what is cool. this? <laughs> so Darnell J dot com. Um, those are mainly the top places. Instagram for the most part were like just like latest work. Like if I do a sketch, I would probably post it. But um, I haven't really been posting too much lately. Um, and then also I'm like in a revamp for my website. So mm-hmm. it'll be older work or not, but um, it kind of be like a little bit of a skeleton of my portfolio or whatnot. But um, once again, when I get time, yeah, you know, it is. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> upload new stuff and stuff that I've been working on. Um, on to my my site, um, so you'll see more more work posted in both the Instagram and my website soon. So, perfect, perfect, perfect. We go support the work, everyone. Um, an amazing illustrator, animator, and more than that, a person. Yeah, and I, I I'm sure it. you've Thank been you. able to get that sense just from hanging out with us here today. Yep. Appreciate that. All right, we'll see you. Great to meet you, Darnell. Yes, nice to meet you. Thank guys. you for your time. And, yes, uh, thank you. Enjoy the rest of the Saturday. <laughs> All right, you guys right. too. All Thanks right. a lot. We'll catch you later. later. Take care. Wow, that was great to listen in on Darnell Johnson's interview. This is Heather Shoemaker, part of the Book Smitten podcast crew here along with Jack Chang. And we both just listened in on that interview with Darnell. I loved seeing the interplay between writer and illustrator. And I think all writers, the more we can think like an illustrator, the more we can understand how they work, uh, helps our own writing and get your book in a a publishable state. So one of Darnell's many, many comments that stuck with me was just, what part of the story is not being told in words? Hmm. And that is a bigger concept than just saying, what pictures can I draw? It's the idea that there's a lot of story inside and that the words are just part of it and that he's drawing out these deeper levels or or just extra levels of, of meaning and storytelling. And I was also just so struck of how valuable he sees storytelling as a legitimate, legitimate part of being human. So loved it. Yeah, I, I just want to, I mean, second that, Heather. Um, just like writing a picture book manuscript, it's kind of like... Um, you know, like writing a screenplay for like a movie, right? It's it's all it's like, and if you're gonna be writing a screenplay, like, how can you not think about like how the filmmakers are gonna turn it into an actual production? And so, so yeah, so I think it's so valuable to have you know someone like Darnell um, talk about his craft with us. And uh, one thing that I really took away from that interview was um, just how much Darnell is just like a consummate professional. And when he was talking about asking the question, you know, does it serve the vision of the work? Um, I think that is a question that is really valuable to ask whether you're an illustrator or a writer, um, because, you know, a lot of times when you're working on something, especially if it feels very personal to you, right? Um, Then like your, your feelings and your, your self self-worth can get like so tied up into into the actual work oh yeah yeah um and and so yeah yeah it's like and and a lot of times yeah you have to kind of like step back and think about okay you know what it what does the book want what's Mm -hmm. right for the vision of the book 
Yeah, that is exactly the quote from Darnell that I wrote down. The one thing <laughs> I totally jotted down was, does it help the vision? Does it serve the mm. vision? And if it does, the vision that I have for the story, and if it does, use it. And if it doesn't, store it away. Mm. So. I, I also, I remember when uh, Darnell was talking about how, you know, everyone draws as a kid, right? As some of our mm-hmm. listeners might remember from our interview with Juju Morales, um, this this idea that like, you know, yeah, we're all artists um, when we're kids. And, you know, it's like at some point, then it's like we start comparing ourselves to other people and then mm-hmm. saying like, oh, we're not as good as that person. Right. And then we sort, sort of like fall off the fall off the wagon in terms of um our artistic and creative and, and personal yeah. work so and i think you know how many darnells are out there whose art was not encouraged as a kid so i guess we mm-hmm. often do a shout out on our podcast i just love to do a shout out to all those teachers who lift up the kids whether they're writers or artists or whatever they might be, and just keep encouraging those spirits because he forged forward, as he said, with faith and with the encouragement of his mom and a lot of teachers to go into art and art school. So Mm. shout out to all those encouraging teachers. You really make a difference. Hear, hear. So that uh, concludes another episode of Booksmitten. Um, I am Jack Shang here with Heather Shoemaker and also with Patrick Floor Scott and Ch- Kelly J. Baptist, our other co-hosts who you heard earlier in the episode. Um, once again, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on your favorite podcast player. Um, feel free to give us a rating. Um, you can visit our website at booksmitten.us, um, booksmitten.us. Um, and send us an email at hello at booksmitten.us if you have any questions, thoughts. Uh, our producers for the show are Josie and Corey Schneider. And music for the show is by Duck Duck Chicken. That's it for us this time. We hope to uh, see you on the bookshelf very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.